When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in, fans of the best team in baseball. This is the PHNX wow. D-Bags Podcast, and I am drunk on power right now. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX. This guy next to me, he's the Thunderstick. He's also my vice mayor, it's Jesse Friedman. That was a thing with our our Suns show last year, right? Espo yeah. with this whole the uh-huh. Phoenix Suns are the best. The team Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Yeah, we, we all saw how that ended yeah, last I guess year. I Derek. Stop that, so uh, maybe is, maybe we shouldn't go quite that far just yet. One great comparison between those two teams is they were both very fun to watch, and this team is becoming very fun to watch. The Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. win their fourth game in a row. They win their third series in a row. Going back on this road trip so far, they have won every series on the road trip, uh, including Oakland A's, Pittsburgh Pirates, and now tonight with the win, they have secured the series win against the Philadelphia Phillies, and they look to go for the sweep, their first sweep. Believe it or not, still, they still haven't swept a series uh, against the Phillies tomorrow, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they're not sweeping teams, even though it would be nice to see them just gather a couple of extra wins here during this period of time that they have this light schedule, right? But what's important is the Diamondbacks are taking care of business. There's been a couple of series they've lost. uh, Two they shouldn't have, one that they got their ass kicked in by the Padres. But uh, the Diamondbacks definitely are doing what they need to do so far in the month of May, and that is winning these games against these teams they should be beating. Yeah, I mean the Phillies were in the World Series last year, Derek. Nah, I'm not sure if you. I'm not anymore. sure if you that's remember like, that. That's old news, Jesse. Uh, that's old news. I know the they Phillies. Had, uh, Trey Turner, and that's a different team now. They, they, uh, yeah, they haven't been quite as good this season, right? They're 22 and 26 after this game. Uh, but yeah, the Phillies are still, you know, I, I think they're still a pretty good baseball team overall, even though some of their some of their offensive players, you mentioned Trey Turner, haven't really gotten going yet. Uh, but this is a, an impressive win for the D-backs. Not, not a pretty win. Uh, once again, the D-backs left way too many ducks on the pond in, in this sure. game, frankly. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was the third inning. They had Cattell Marte at third with nobody out. He didn't score. In the fourth inning, the D-backs had a runner at second. Nobody out. He did not score. In the sixth inning, the D-backs had a runner at second and nobody out. Couldn't score that guy either. Uh, and it was one of those games where those things were mounting up and you kind of felt like, all right, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be the day where where all of those things come back to haunt you at the end of the game. Uh, and the D-backs were, were able to find a way to, to win this game uh, in no small part because of Corbin Carroll coming through 
in a big spot there in that eighth inning, giving the Diamondbacks the lead. Uh, things were a little shaky for the bullpen, uh, but all is well that ends well uh, for the D-backs, and they come away with the this win. This guy didn't believe starting in the seventh inning. He was getting a sick feeling in his I tummy. I had a bad feeling. Two for 14 with runners in scoring position. So they earn uh, getting a sick feeling in the tummy when you see this. Uh, I had a Philly bad feeling going, going into the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. And in my defense, that is the inning that the Phillies tied this game at, at three. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Scott McGuff and, and Andrew Chafin and, uh, the, you know, the guys in the bullpen bent, uh, but didn't break in this game. And, yeah. uh, that's kind of been a, a theme for the, for the D backs this true. year. They've had some, some big blowups back there at the back end of the bullpen, but for the most part, more often than not, it's looked something like what we saw tonight. Kyle Nelson flat out wasn't very good in relief. And that's unfortunate because we know how good Kyle Nelson has been for this team in the past. Yeah. And, uh, it feels like. The bullpen really needs Nelson. But Ryan Nelson, meanwhile, had an outstanding start. Uh, In fact, you could say it was his best start of the entire year. And it is during a time where, frankly, Ryan Nelson needed to put forth his best foot. He is right now in a competition for a starting rotation spot. And to be honest, he's playing like it, right? Six innings tonight. It was his third quality start of the year. He gives up three hits. One earned run, zero walks, four strikeouts. And I think the biggest thing here is when you look at his overall numbers from this season, there's been some bad outings by Ryan Nelson. But for the most part, the majority of his outings have given this team an opportunity to win. They haven't been so bad that the Diamondbacks were basically put out of it by his particular outing. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, There have only been a couple Ryan Nelson outings where it was like, oh, man, this is going to be a really a really tough game to win just because of how bad he was on the mound. Generally, he's kept the D-backs in games, and he did a lot more than that uh, in this one. Like you said, only one run over six innings. Uh, This was a really big outing for Ryan Nelson. We're going to talk about this more later in the show. Uh, It was a big outing for Tommy Henry yesterday. It was a big outing for Ryan Nelson today. Uh, And the D-backs are are making it really hard on on the front office. Uh, Those two guys are making it hard on the front office when it comes to figuring out who Zach Davies is going to replace uh, when he when he comes back. Uh, But as of right now, it's hard to see the Diamondbacks removing either of these two guys from the rotation, given how well they pitched yesterday and today. Tommy Henry had his best major league outing in game one, and Ryan Nelson had his best major league outing. Maybe not best, because I know he had some pretty good outings last year. He had some pretty darn good outings last year. So I can't say the best of his career, but best of this season, I would say Ryan Nelson had his best start of the season. So both of these guys are playing like guys that want this job and that they know that that you know, that this job is on the line. Starting rotation position is is on the line. Henry's line from game one, five and two-thirds innings, four hits, two runs, two earn, two walk, 5K, just one out shy of a quality start uh, in his his own outing. So both of these guys really stepped up. And honestly, these are the kind of outings, like Ryan Nelson's outing today was incredible. It was very good. And if he can give them more of this, there's no doubt in my mind that he is not only – maybe the fourth man in the rotation, but maybe even the third man, right? We don't know where Zach Davies is going to be at when he returns to this rotation, and we still don't know how Brandon Fott is going to look in his next outing. Brandon Fott has had two really bad outings, one pretty damn good one, and then one good, you know, not that you want to get crazy about it, but he's still finding his way as a major league pitcher. Uh, And we're going to talk about this more, but this game particularly had a lot of things going well. And even though... The Diamondbacks weren't able to hit with runners in scoring position. They did enough to win this game. And Jesse said it was ugly, but this team just wins ugly sometimes. That is what the answer backs do. They find a way to win. 
And in a lot of cases, this team is never has everything going right at, at, at the at the same time. Maybe in game one of this series might have been a little bit of one of the most complete games we've seen from this team. But to be honest, the, it's rare so far that we've seen the Diamondbacks have like their offense rolling, their bullpen handling business, and their starting pitching coming out and being incredibly effective. So uh, the beautiful part about that is they're still finding ways to win baseball games, right? And yeah. even with you know going two for 14 with runners in scoring position, you still had a lot of offense from this team. You still had guys stepping up. Lourdes Goriel extends his hitting streak, uh, and I can still not cut my hair. I'm never going to get to cut my hair, uh, and that's are fine. you I'm are you waiting until if and if and when the Lourdes Gurriel hitting streak ends? Is that what you're Jesse, waiting you for? You know what will happen. You know what will happen. I'll go get a trim, and the same day he's going to go over five. And I'm just going to have to delete my Twitter. Yeah, you account. can. You can. Yeah, do I can't that. come back from that. I won't be able to do this show anymore. <laughs> I'll have to go do like Cardinals or Coyotes or something. I don't know. But uh, I definitely know that people will come for me if something happens to my hair at this point And Lourdes does not get a hit in a baseball game. He's yeah. just been so damn good, though. Right. And not only that, but you also have Cattell Marte setting career highs. Both of these guys are on career streaks. Uh, Lourdes is now what, like four games above his highest uh, career hitting streak. And then you have Cattell Marte, who today surpassed his longest on-base streak, what, with 24 games, I believe? Yeah, 24. And, I mean, come on. Like, these guys are just doing it consistently. Something that the Diamondbacks really haven't had from their offense in a very long time. I don't know when you looked up at the scoreboard and saw multiple 300 hitters on the Diamondbacks, you know, in the Diamondbacks lineup. Right now you have... Uh, Moreno hitting 304, Dominic Fletcher hitting 320, Perdomo hitting 315, Emmanuel Rivera hitting 328, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hitting 317. And I mean, like that's that's just today's starting lineup. It's kind of incredible yeah. how can how how they're getting production from so many, so many guys on this lineup. Yeah, I want to touch on Gabby Moreno for a second. Uh he hit he hit the two-run home run early in this game that gave the Diamondbacks a two-nothing lead. There's some power in there, Derek. That was 108 miles an hour off the bat, 417 feet, a two-run homer for Moreno, his second of the season. He, The man has, for a guy who has not slugged hardly at all in his major league career, there is some slug in there uh, for, for Gabby Moreno. And I think it's just a matter of his approach at the plate, trying to get in more hitter-friendly counts where he can really get to that power. Uh, he's been in a lot of two-strike counts this season, and when he gets to two strikes... Uh, you see Moreno become very hitterish, which is something he's good at doing. Uh, yeah. He is good in two strike situations at making contact and, you know, poking line drives or ground balls in the right places. But what really can can make Gabby Moreno a star in this game is if he's able to tap into that power. And and with that swing, you know, I mean, that wasn't a cheap home run, right? That ball went yeah. went almost 420 feet. So. Uh, that continues to be something uh, to yeah. watch as, as far as Moreno's progression. Uh, he also walked twice in this game, which is something he hasn't done a whole lot of. So uh, a good game from him all the way around. Some of his other de de defensive metrics are a bit below average, but but for the most part, we're seeing Gabby out there helping this team win games. I see he, uh, he gunned down Bryce Harper. Yeah, in this Cole game. said Pretty Gabby carried this fashion. team defensively today. Nicholas Batty said, "Don't run on Gabby." Uh, Gabby's just he's incredible. And he did have an incredible block. Uh, today as well. I know his blocking 
uh, as you were just alluding to, has not been has not graded out well over the course of a season. Uh, but Scott McGuff yanked like a 95 mile an hour fastball in a very poor fashion. And somehow Gabby Moreno went from like one batter's box to the other uh, and was able to, to make a play on that, which was which was pretty impressive. We're going to talk about this, obviously, as the season progresses. And now is just one of those times where it's it's obviously early into the season. But when you look at what Gabby Moreno is doing for this team again, and the fact that the Diamondbacks would have needed a catcher so bad, uh, considering the injury to Carson Kelly and what Lourdes is doing, and that we got both of these guys for Dalton Varsho, who is currently hitting below 210. Might you, be- just, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta take a shot at Dalton Varsho. You no, can't, you can't just talk about Gurriel and Moreno, can you, I mean, Derek? <laughs> well, like, let's see if Dalton Varsho was tearing it up in Toronto. I don't, I mean, yes, the two man thing, like, yeah, we got two great players for the one great player, but sure, does it not accentuate the deal and make it seem that much better when you talk about Dalton Varsho struggling right now and honestly not? Even I mean, we've seen Dalton Varsho struggle at the plate at times. You know, his batting average isn't isn't one of his strengths by any. He's you know, a career two thirty hitter, right? Yeah. So it's not like two ten is that far out of range for what you know he would be hitting. But you have to be very pleased as a Diamondbacks fans fan that not only did this trade go the Diamondbacks way, but it went their way in such a substantial fashion. Right? Again, the need for a catcher, Dalton Varsho's value came from him being an outfielder, which he probably. In this scenario with the Diamondbacks would have had to be converted back to a catcher. Who knows? Possible. I don't know. It doesn't matter, though, because we don't have to go down that timeline. We live in this timeline now. And this timeline involves an Arizona Diamondbacks team that is very fun to watch. We talked about Marte. We talked about Gurriel. We talked about Moreno. But, of course, our King Snake is our baby boy and the guy who got the basically game-winning hit today. Yeah. Corbin Carroll. Three for four with that game-winning RBI. He had two doubles. You couldn't keep him off base. Uh, and even even when he singles, he doubles, Jesse. <laughs> even when he singles, he doubles. Yeah, there was, uh, I, I want to say it was Lourdes Gurriel at one point in this game hit a double. But Kyle Schwarber was just, he was just really slow to get to that ball down the line. And, and we were just we were just joking back and forth. Like, I think Corbin Carroll would have had an inside yeah, the park home run. If Kyle There's Schwarber no had taken that. that long. No doubt about uh, But yeah, uh, Carroll has struggled a little bit with runners in scoring position this season. I know uh, people have talked a lot about Christian Walker struggling in those spots, which has sort of continued to be a thing. Uh, but Corbin Carroll has sort of struggled in those spots a little bit this season. Uh, but as you said, uh, winds up coming up with with uh, the game-winning hit in, in this one. And three for four, uh, big day all the way around for Corbin Carroll after an 0 for 5 in the game yesterday. The Arizona Diamondbacks go for the sweep tomorrow with Zach Gallon on the mound, which I would normally feel very good about, but we are doing a watch along tomorrow. <laughs> it's bad. And it's we bad know news. how that went last time. So <laughs> we're a little worried around these parts. But make the sure- last time we did a watch along with Zach Gallon on the mound, it went so well that yeah. we figured we should we're like, try it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again. So tomorrow morning, I believe, what, 10, 10, so 10? Like 10, 05, 10, 05, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Uh, We will be here back here at this office. Make sure to join us on the YouTube channel. Then we will be doing our post-series wrap-up after the game. Um, But, yeah, looking forward to seeing Zach Gallon rebound. I think the Diamondbacks uh, have been very encouraging. And I think, you know, I think obviously that was a bad uh, outing for Zach. That's 
more of an outlier than the norm. And that, I'm that is a sure. little bit more yeah. of the exception than the rule when it comes to, <laughs> to Zach Gallon. I do want to shout out Dominic Fletcher really quick oh, as well. Uh, we didn't give him the King Snake, but uh, Dominic Fletcher made uh, arguably a game-saving catch, right? If he doesn't make that play there in the eighth inning, this game is tied and we very well might still be playing this game. Uh, so Corbin Carroll, you know, that big hit gave the D-backs the lead and Dominic Fletcher's catch is what allowed the Diamondbacks to keep the lead. Uh, so, you know, what you'd expect from the greatest Italian baseball player of all time. And it allowed us to keep this game from going over three hours, which is something we don't like around these parts very much. You don't like it. I like Jesse's a huge fan of three-hour games. (laughs) Uh, I'll say Dominic Fletcher did the thing that we've talked about when it comes to uh, the contributions you can provide your team, right? Goes for 0 for 4 at the plate, but has arguably the biggest defensive play of the day, right? He's, He's totally held his own in center field. Uh, really the has. Diamondbacks have made this interesting decision to have Dominic Fletcher play center field rather yeah. than Corbin Carroll. Corbin Not really something we, we would have expected coming in. Torrey said something yeah. about only wanting Corbin Carroll to have to play two different outfield positions rather than all three, uh, which is interesting. I still don't fully understand that. But Dominic Fletcher has come in in center field, and he just looks sort of cool, calm, and collected out there all the time. And you saw him come through and. Uh, one of the biggest spots in this game and make a really nice catch. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, did I just hear a watch along and another gallon start? Leave him alone. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> we're not gonna. Uh, and we remember what we do on this show or what we say when we're watching games, that doesn't impact baseball games. It's only what we write on Twitter that impacts baseball games. So <laughs> uh, let's just get that straight. But uh, again, we thank you guys. And, and what Steve Berthium says on the broadcast, no, right? That, that can true. also that can also and jinx the, fact, the outcome of the game, right? I feel At least like that's the, what people seem to think. The fact that he has to <laughs> roll his heart uh, his R's so hard on the name Con- Contreras and like really like uh, you know go hard on it that might not be good for guys named Contreras, but whatever. I don't care about what Steve does. Uh, Steve's a great guy, uh, and he likes uh, actively laugh in the face of danger and i for one respect that uh if you guys haven't uh subscribed to our phn exports youtube channel do so right now while you're here sign up for notifications so you don't miss any of our shows go live leave us a thumbs up just for our own personal self-esteem uh also if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app subscribe to us there as well uh leave us a review we always appreciate the feedback uh, you can also grab yourself a phn exports diehard membership which will allow you to get at, gain access to all of Jesse's writings, uh, full count newsletter, and everything that he has behind the paywall. For the most part, you can come to our website and get everything that Jesse has to offer for free. But if you want to make sure you get that newsletter and don't miss out on all of that stuff, get yourself a diehard membership. Uh, it comes with a Mountain Mike's coupon for $50 that almost pays for the whole membership right there. And if that's not enough, you also get a free t-shirt or hat from the phnxlocker.com. Every year, you're a member and 20% off all future purchases. You get access to our members-only Discord. Uh, You get members-only invites to events, discounts with our partners, and so much more. So join us today over at gophnx.com and become a diehard. uh, Join the family. Uh, You should also download the BetMGM app, and that way you not only can get all sorts of uh, fun PHNX curated in-app bets that we will provide you here soon in the future, uh, but you can also get a bonus bet on the house every Saturday and every Wednesday. Fans will automatically receive a bonus bet upon logging into their account. Bets expire after 72 hours, so don't wait. Place those bets on any sport wagers. Uh, and also join us for our Knockout Nights Cornhole League 
out at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Uh, we will be doing our show from there on the first Friday of every month. There'll be food and beverage specials, giveaways, Bet MGM prizes that include uh, free bonus bets uh, in the app. So again, make sure you uh, sign up for that. Download the app. If you haven't signed up for Bet MGM app uh, yet, use our bonus code of PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out our show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Uh, Jan in the chat says, if it matters, I watched Gallon start when he got shelled while I was at work. I have an off day tomorrow. So Jan is going to bring <laughs> us the good luck. Let's go. There we go. Uh, I will say that we uh, kind of referenced this a little bit about the performances of Tommy Henry and of Brian Nelson, but Zach Davies return is right around the corner. And when we say right around the corner, we mean the man might have maybe one more rehab start, perhaps? Potentially one more. He and is then, going to throw a bullpen tomorrow, talking about Wednesday. Uh, and then after that, the Diamondbacks are going to decide whether to give him another rehab start, which would probably just be one more, or to just bring him back in the rotation. Uh, he lines up for Friday, I believe. Uh, but we'll see, uh, we'll see how the Diamondbacks play this. Friday would be Brandon Fott's start. And we've talked about the fact that Brandon Fott might be the odd man out considering the way that Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson have, have pitched lately. But that's really the question we're here to ponder right now. Who is the man that Zach Davies replaces? Or does Tori Lovello do, do something crazy and go to a six-man rotation? Probably not. Uh, but yeah. the Diamondbacks do have quality starting pitchers that I don't think they want to mess with the development of. We've talked about that. And I think, obviously, here, uh, none of these guys are guys that they want to put in the bullpen. That's kind of the honest truth of the matter. So it feels like whoever isn't going to make the starting rotation will be sent down uh, to the Reno to join Dre Jamison, who he himself is pitching pretty well since he's returned to Reno. So the Diamondbacks have some very tough decisions to make when it comes to their starting rotation. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily count out. Uh, I mean, they they could, I guess, move someone to the bullpen. The D-backs always Maybe. can use more bullpen arms. Uh, but yeah, you know, Joe Mantiply is not too far away. Uh, so the D-backs have some reinforcements coming on that front as it is. As far as who, who takes Zach Davies' spot, uh, it does seem like Brandon Fott is definitely the guy that if you're making a bet right now, Given how well Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson have pitched the last two days, I think Brandon Fott is is the sort of the clear uh, number one option on that front right now for the D-backs. But I wouldn't say the door is necessarily closed. If the Diamondbacks do come out tomorrow and say that they want Zach Davies to make one more rehab start, uh, that very well may be because they think it will serve Zach Davies best to make one more rehab start. And it also may be because the Diamondbacks really don't want to make this decision right now and they want to uh, push it out a little bit further. And, you know, if they were to do that, it would give them a chance to see Tommy Henry pitch one more time, to see Ryan Nelson pitch one more time, uh, and then to see Brandon Fott start 
uh, which currently lines up for for Friday against the Red Sox. So uh, I think it's possible that the Diamondbacks sort of kick the can down the road uh, and don't make this decision right away. But if they do make the decision right away and they want Zach Davies back in the rotation, things line up well. Zach Davies lines up perfectly for Brandon Fott's spot. I think it would make some sense. And and there are things that I think Brandon Fott could work on. Uh, we saw his his fastball command has not been quite as pinpoint as it was in the minors last year. He's gotten a little bit too much of the plate at times, although that's improved in his last two starts. Uh, and I think the other thing is just the the general shape of his fastball doesn't Vertical seem movement. to be. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be quite what we expected. I know Nick Picoro uh, from the Arizona Republic wrote in a, in a story a couple weeks ago. Uh, that there were some some rival evaluators who were saying that Brandon fought when he was at his best in the minors last year, had a lot more life on his fastball than what we've seen this year. The life on his fastball, according to StatCast, has been not good at all. Uh, it's been pretty below average, even though the pitch has a ton of spin that doesn't necessarily translate to more movement. So we were there just, are some things for, for Brandon Fott to work on. We were discussing that, and Jesse uh, was pointing out how his fastball basically drops more than your average fastball should. Yeah. Now, why is that important? Well, if he's throwing it up in the strike zone, it's going to drop down right into the heart of the plate, essentially, which is what right. we've seen out of Brandon Fott, throwing he a loves, lot of fastballs right down the middle of the plate. Yeah, he loves. And and when I talked to him uh, late last year in, in the minors, and he was having so much success, he talked about how his fastball lives up in the zone. That's where yeah. his fastball has been most successful. And Brent and that, Strom loves that. Too. Yeah, Brent, Brent, Strom loves, Brent Strom loves himself a top-shell fastball. The problem is when your fastball doesn't have good vertical ride. And so far, what we've seen from Brandon Fott's fastball is slightly below average vertical ride, which is surprising given how much the pitch spins. There's there's some interesting dynamics there, and I think there are probably some improvements that Brandon Fott could make. Regardless of the decision that is made, None of this means it's the end of the road for any of these guys that get no. sent down to yeah, the minors or anything, right? Uh, honestly, what we've seen out of Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson is kind of more of what you would hope to see, right? Them pushing each other, them the competition, making them come out and be better, right? Be better every outing. And we've seen that out of these guys that are competing for this position. That includes Brandon Fott. None of these guys, I think, feel like safe about the starting rotation. And honestly, they shouldn't. They're not going to be secure in their position if they can't perform. There is enough talent on this team for them to not have to give someone, you know, five bad outings in a row before they have to make a decision. Sure. However, I also think this means that Zach Davies doesn't necessarily have a lock on the starting rotation either. I think that's a fair with, point with how well these guys have been pitching and how much they want these young guys to have some major league experience. I feel like Zach Davies needs to come in and, and, perform right and perhaps that even means him being better than we saw out of him last season what we saw of him last season but uh, he was pretty good i mean last he year he had like a 409 era for the season more of a five and dive guy he's not really working deep into games but i think it's safe to say even with the improvements we've seen from tommy henry uh and and brandon fought and ryan nelson you'd still take a, a slightly over four era and you know five innings to start at this point the d-backs just need some depth and having some experience in there also wouldn't hurt uh, i know people love watching rookie pitchers do their thing but there's something to be said for having at least not the majority of your starting rotation taken up by those guys that's fine fine uh going back <laughs> in the chat there someone asked you a question that i'm gonna answer uh uh, two, uh, two Minikin, 268 says, Jesse, what's the D-backs ranking on scoring on sacrifice flies? Seem they don't score much on sack flies. 
they are sixth in baseball as far as sacrifice flies, believe it or not. Huh. They do get a lot of sack flies, but we're, we're with you on that. Today was very frustrating, especially considering the concentrated amount of times that they had zero outs with a runner in scoring position and weren't able to bring that runner in. It was That was probably the most frustrating thing about the offense today. Yeah. Kevin wants me to throw some shade. I will throw shade right now, Kevin. I will, <laughs> I'm ready to throw shade at all times. I will Give me a topic. I'll throw shade. Uh, Ryan says, what day do we get the Thunderstick MLB payout rankings? Well, again, I'm going to answer that one. It's my power rankings this week. I'm taking it over. Uh, and we're, we'll both get that gonna, we're both going to do I'm it. You're not, you're not allowed it's to have it. Me. It's all me. It can't be all and yours. It's going to be Diamondbacks 1 through eight and then a couple other teams peppered in there in the final I two I fully spots. believe that that's what you will do. There will be three teams represented in yeah. Derek's top 10 that's power right. rankings. Mark, mark my words. That's right. That's all it is. But of course, I mean, uh, we talked about Zach Davies' return uh, being eminent. Uh, I think Elise said, what do you think about the, the Diamondbacks are going to do with Kyle Lewis when he is ready to come back? I saw he is finally back in Reno today. We have no idea, but Kyle Lewis had a great day today. In fact, he hit a three-run uh, three homer in his first game back uh, on a rehab assignment for the Reno Aces. He has had had, had other, uh, what, like backlot games or things like that? Or what Yeah, I think he, he probably did some stuff at Salt River and, and maybe some some complex league games, but nothing nothing that would show up in an actual box score. Right. It's all been sort of sort of unofficial. This these are the first game or this is the first game that he's playing in an actual minor league game that, that counts. So uh yeah, hitting third, VHing for the Reno Aces and uh game isn't over, but as we speak, he's one for four with that three run homer that you mentioned. That's right. So uh, it's going to be exciting, and it's a good problem to have. The thing that we're talking about here is what do the Diamondbacks do with all of this talent that they have, and which ones do they go with? Uh, at least nothing right now is is set in stone. Connor brings up Buddy Kennedy stats. Buddy yeah. Kennedy uh, is is the next coming of Barry Bonds. I don't know if you guys <laughs> knew that or not, but Buddy Kennedy is Buddy absolutely... Kennedy is hitting three sixty four with a ten seventy eight OPS, <laughs> an on base percentage of like five hundred. The problem is we can't we can't really get all that serious about Buddy Kennedy being called up to the majors because there's just there's no room for him unless the D backs got to a place where they were willing to move on from one of the veterans, if they were moving to w- willing to move on from an Evan Longoria or a Nick Ahmed, which I don't really see at this point, even though there is maybe a case uh, to make those moves. I don't really see the D-backs being all that close to that. Uh, and even if they were to move on from Nick Ahmed, you would want someone who could play shortstop. I don't know if the D-backs feel great about Buddy Kennedy's ability to do that. Uh, but he is doing uh, impressive things in Reno, and hopefully at some point in the season he gets an opportunity. Does that make him a viable trade candidate? It does. I don't know how much other teams will buy into the success that he's had in in the Pacific Coast League because it's the Pacific Coast League and nobody buys into anything in the Pacific Coast League. Fair. Uh, if you're if you're a hitter, Fair. it's all fake. Uh, none of it. None of it's real. Uh, <laughs> it's just like my mayorship here at VHNX. You know, it's all. Fake. Buddy all. Kennedy's offensive breakout is is much more real than your mayorship ever was, there. But uh, <laughs> no, it has been genuinely impressive. I don't want to make it sound like it's all just the PCL being the PCL. He really has had had yeah. an impressive year down there. But it, it's tough to find a find a spot for him on this team. Uh, Jacob Schultz says PHNX D-backs fans equal Gabby gang. I like that, but I think we're going with uh, the Serpent Society. We're doing Serpent Society. Serpent Society. Right all right. All right. Whatever. These are the kind of things you think of when you uh, enjoy yourself some OG's Brands gummies. You know, you come up with all sorts of ideas. Uh, I'm pretty sure 
at least one of the kings were named uh, based on OGs. So we shout out to our friends at OGs, and you should check them out. Of course, uh, wins, losses, it doesn't matter. They make everything better. Uh, they have a wide variety of doses and strains you can pick from, as well as a wonderful uh, selection of flavors. They're all about flavoring life. They're all about flavoring their edibles and making them taste absolutely delicious. And they have specific uh, bags that you can grab, whether you need a sleep edition gummy, something that'll just give you a kind of a happy balance, or even uh, their mini microdose that they have. They also have mixed bags now, which put the fruits and the creams together. Look, they're so excited about giving you a wonderful flavor uh, situation that they're they're putting their, their different gummies together just because they want it to taste better. And it absolutely does. Uh, they're also dropping their pink lemonade flavor on June 21st, which let me tell you, I need to try those immediately. And I might, I'm not only speaking to my friends at OG, so the rest of you can buzz off for a second, but <laughs> send me some. I need some of those pink lemonade ones. But uh, you can find them uh, at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, also enjoy our friends at Four Peaks who are sending you to an Arizona Diamondbacks game with their Four Peaks Four Seats promotion. One lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Tickets come with D-Bucks. You can grab some food. You can also grab some Wow Wheat or some Hop Knot. Uh, and you can enter by going to their Instagram at Four Peaks Brew. On, uh, again, Instagram, their link is in the bio for uh, the uh, for the promotion. So also check out some of your favorite beers, whether it's Kilt Lifter, whether it's Hop Knot, whether it's Wow Wheat. Uh, grab them wherever you get your beers at. And you can check out Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on social media to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to enjoy four peaks and please enjoy responsibly. Uh, there is one uh, topic that we need to address uh, because of course it's not at all too early to address it. And that <laughs> is Corbin Carroll for rookie of the year. Hear me out. I don't know if you've heard this before, but I may have put some money on this show live while I was doing it on Corbin Carroll being the rookie of the year. I might have a vested interest in him being rookie of the year. <laughs> However, how can you argue with the numbers? And all I have to say is suck it, James Altman. <laughs> Look at these numbers. Yeah. James Altman. It's uh it's it's grown. I don't want to say it's lopsided. Uh I mean James Altman is still had a good year, and Corbin Carroll has had a really good year in terms of wins above replacement entering today. Uh, they were both identical at 1.5, I think, at least according to fan graphs. So uh both have had great seasons, but for those who were who were calling James Outman the the front runner, you know the early clear front runner cut, for this clear cut award of the year, I I think we have enough evidence to the contrary at this point. Corbin Carroll sitting 287 after the game today compared to 247 for James Outman. Uh, the only category here that James Outman has a, has a better number in is home runs, and Outman is hit nine compared to Corbin Carroll seven, but Corbin Carroll has other. Uh, extra base hits that he's hit more of than than James Outman. Uh, the other thing that really stands out here, Derek, is thirty four point one percent. That is a really really high strikeout rate for James Outman compared to Corbin Carroll, who had a reasonably high strikeout rate himself in the early going of this season. That number has crept down to twenty point two percent, which is below the league average, which generally sits around twenty two percent. So impressive stuff all the way around from Corbin Carroll in this game on the season as a whole and yes he is it is very early but he is 100 percent in the driver's seat for rookie of the year right now uh not to mention the fact that it's may 23rd and the diamondbacks are on pace to win 96 games corbin carroll huge part of that huge reason why the diamondbacks are on pace to win that many yeah. games 
there are going to be names that come and go. And when I say that, I think James Outman might soon be one of those names that go. We might see a new contender come for Corbin Carroll's crown, but I don't think anybody's taking it. I think what you're going to see out of Corbin Carroll is this. I think you're going to see this consistently throughout the year. Maybe his numbers there dip a little bit because they do still seem quite high. Even his home runs seem unexpectedly high for what we thought we might yeah. get out of him. You yeah, know? he's on. I mean, he's on pace to like 25 home runs this year, which would be incredible. Would be incredible. incredible. Uh, someone mentioned Gabby Moreno as a sleeper. Gabby Moreno, unfortunately, unfortunately. exhausted his rookie eligibility last year. The Blue Jays uh, with, with the Blue Jays. Yeah, his eligibility. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't exhaust his, it. His, uh, he, he only had like, very much. he only had like 70 at bats, which is way below. Uh, the threshold that you would pass in order to exhaust your rookie eligibility. But there's another threshold of, of days spent on the active roster. And the, the Blue Jays had him in the big leagues for a while and just weren't really playing him because they have way too many catchers uh, on the roster <laughs> who are hitting entirely way, too well. Way too many good catchers. Like, way, that's, yeah, way, uh, too many, way too many very good catchers, yeah. uh, especially last year. So, uh, so yeah, Gabby Moreno is not an option there. Uh, I'm actually still love him nonetheless. Don't get me wrong. He's still yes. he's still a Roy in our hearts. He has had he has had an outstanding season in his own right. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to I'm working on a story on this right now that you'll probably see tonight or tomorrow morning. I don't know if James Outman actually is necessarily the only other competition that Corbin Carroll has sure. in this battle. Uh, Brett Beatty from the New York Mets has oh, yeah. come on pretty strong since getting called up. There are some other interesting names in the mix as well. The other thing I will say, Derek, is that uh, last season, the man who won the NL Rookie of the Year award was one Michael Harris of the Atlanta Braves. He did not play his first game of the season until May 28th. So as of this time last season, the Rookie of the Year had not even played a game yet. So it is still very early to be having these conversations. But if you're looking for the front runner right now, uh, Corbin Carroll has absolutely delivered on the expectate on the very high expectations that people set for him at the beginning of the season. He has an OPS of almost 900. Uh, we couldn't even fit stolen bases on the graphic. Someone mentioned that uh, he has 13 of those, which is pretty impressive at this point in the season. It's all really incredible what we've seen from Corbin Carroll. And can I take a swipe at another rookie that that's not even in competition with Corbin Carroll? Jordan Walker, is that who you're talking nope, about? <laughs> nope, Gunnar Henderson, the guy that everybody was talking about before this season started, is currently hitting 192 with a 685 OPS and four home runs. The guy I was, still really like Gunnar Henderson in the long run. But oh, yeah, I'm he not is, saying uh, he's not going to be a good player. And honestly, this is something that ha this is why I think Rookie of the Year is such an interesting award, right? Because yeah. it really doesn't mean much a lot of times. Like sometimes that player doesn't go out to break out and have a tremendous career. It just means that they had kind of a good season when they got called up and were able to handle the workload at a major league level, right? Or they were able to be productive at a major league level. But I mean, sometimes, you know, again, the, the majority of the time guys get called up, they struggle, they, they, they need to work on stuff, they get sent back down. Yeah. Corbin Carroll is an absolute anomaly. And I mean that for so many reasons, but I, I mean, <laughs> he's an anomaly in basically every in way. Every way. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. But like he really is as nice of a guy as you can imagine that he is like the perception about him is dead on. He's just a very wholesome, nice guy. But <laughs> we use that word wholesome. With oh, I love wholesome. So him and, and Brandon fought. We have some wholesome guys on our team and I love it. Right. Um, I feel like that's almost an insult. To it an is athlete. not. It like, is not. An athlete no, wholesome. no, no. You know what it is? I am so far removed from being wholesome that I can't even imagine what it's like to be wholesome. <laughs> I don't even know what it takes 
um, but I appreciate it and I can accurately describe it when I see it. But more than anything, Corbin Carroll sounds like an absolute maniac when it comes to his love of baseball and the way that he works at getting better at it. And that, I think, is the reason why we will see him continue this success, even if he has his slumps, even if he has his struggles. We saw yeah. that after the injury. It took him a while to get going again, which is something that happens two, to a lot of uh, baseball players. He had a 2-for-22 skid there Absolutely. Uh, at one point a couple weeks ago. Yep. But you kind of figured that Corbin Carroll was going to find his way out of it, and sure enough, Corbin Carroll found his way he out sure of does. it. He sure does. That's what he does. Uh, before we go, we had to address one thing, which, of course, is Phoenix Suns-related tweet, because that's what we do around <laughs> here. But uh, we love our guy, Campaign. Uh, and Campaign was not going to let Mikhail Bridges uh, go without a uh, uh, noticing a, a D-backs win over Mikhail Bridges' Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, I love it. And Campaign, again, you're welcome on this show anytime. I hate to bring up the fact that you probably have some free time right now. That seems like an unnecessary swipe. But I'm just saying, if you're bored, you're looking for something to do, we're always looking for a third guy on this show. We're always looking to add somebody. <laughs> uh, I think you would be a great fit. I'm just saying. Um, but anyway. Did you see uh, Did you see Mikhail Bridges' response to, what was, to this? What was tweet? that? He quote tweeted and said, Finna block you. Finna block you. Yeah. 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 Which is uh, which I've, blo- is, which I've is blocked my friends on Twitter once or twice. It wouldn't be the first time. And I, sometimes <laughs> your friends deserve it. That's all I'll say. But, uh, man. <sighs> This team is just so much fun to watch. And I think that's the thing. Uh, The excitement level is all over the place. Last year, when we kind of got into our rut, especially right around this time of the year, like it took the Diamondbacks a very long time to reach 29 wins. They went through, I think they got around like 25, and they went through some pretty bad losing skids there. May was not a, as it tends to be for this franchise, May was not a good time last year. And the D-backs have had a pretty darn good May this year. That's so it right. Seems like uh, that that trend might have uh, that that demon might have been cast off or, or whatever whatever there's, you want to say. There's a lot of weird things <laughs> when it comes to this team that have been consistent throughout its or, like throughout franchise history, right? Yeah. Having bad Mays, that's one of them. Having a bad bullpen, that's another thing that's been a constant. Like there are things that trend with this team, but. Uh, right now, they're trending in the right direction, and everybody is contributing. Uh, honestly, the bullpen, even even when you look at what what happened tonight, you gotta you gotta tip your cap that they were able to, like Jesse said, bend but not break, and uh, that made tonight's game very very fun to watch. I don't want to say, yeah, we might have overstated how ugly it was. On the whole, the only really ugly thing for this game which was pretty ugly, was just the D-backs really struggled with runners in scoring yeah, position. Yeah, like it should have been a game that they blew it open They probably should have had right. like seven or eight runs in this game, uh, and that wouldn't have required like a bunch more hits. That would just be like, all right, move the guy to third base and, uh, you know, hit a sack fly or whatever. You don't even necessarily need base hits uh, how, to however, get those runs in. However, how can they be the answer backs if they don't answer back? Yeah, right? it's true. It's, right? it's sort of like the D-backs were waiting for the Phillies to score another run, and then they were like, all right, now that the game is tied, now right. we're allowed right. to score again. Right. And that's when uh, Corbin Carroll had Keep the RBI through. knock yeah. that they gave the D-backs no, I mean, absolutely. It really makes sense. It the does make are, sense. They just want to be true to their identity when it's all said uh, and done. The Empire has to strike back <laughs> in The Empire Strikes Back. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's oh, got to go along with the title of the movie <laughs> for sure. But uh, with the Diamondbacks, nine games, season high, nine games over 500. And you know what that means. Cattell. Climb up that little tiny mountain for me, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, probable for tomorrow, Zach Gallen. Probable for tomorrow, it's Zach Gallen against Ranger Suarez. What does Ranger Suarez do for a job? Wrong answers only. 
<laughs> Park Ranger? Such, such a cool name. Power Ranger? It's an incredible Power name. Power Ranger I, I feel like with that name, you could do just about anything. Yeah, I there's Ranger, a lot of things. Ranger Suarez rides a motorcycle. Oh, he fucking, you bet your ass he does. He absolutely rides a motorcycle. He has a leather vest, not jacket, vest <laughs> with his gang on the back of it. You know what I mean? Ranger Suarez. Like, that's an incredible name. But, of, of course, that gallon on the bump on a day when we're doing uh, a watch along. So, we'll see how this goes, basically. But... Uh, if you want to lounge around in some amazing recliners like we're going to do to watch the watch along tomorrow, you should head over to Mora Furniture where they have a fantastic selection of furniture. And of course, they will get you ready for a very long baseball season. It's very long, right? Football season, it's over like that. 17 games. <laughs> you guys are soft. Paper soft. We do 162 around here. So you need something to sit your ass in while you watch it. And of course, you can have it delivered by their white glove delivery service, which we did here because there's five stories up and we aren't moving that shit. Can you imagine if no, they played 162 football games? <laughs> There'd be five guys left by the end of the There'd season. There'd be bodies everywhere. <laughs> bodies strewn around baseball or football fields. But anyway, uh, you guys can save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Check out a Chase Lounge while you're there. Make sure to send any Chase Lounge suggestions to Jesse directly to him on Twitter. Um, also, you can thank him for always using the game time app because Jesse always uses the game time app. He never pays full price for tickets and you shouldn't either. Uh, you should also wait until the last minute because that's always good too. Not only is it good to wait until the last minute because you have no idea what's going on, but then if you wait, FOMO sets in, right? And then someone's like, oh, I'm going. And you hear another friend, oh, they're going. And now you can satisfy that FOMO by going to one of the top ticket purchasing apps in the country and get yourself the best deal on last minute tickets snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code phnx for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and redeem code phnx for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed uh well diamondbacks go for the sweep tomorrow could be their first sweep of the year could we be. don't know uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed on Zach that. Zach Gallon against Ranger Suarez. You, you feel pretty. You feel pretty good about that. Do you? Uh, but you you felt Do pretty you? good about the pitching matchup <laughs> the last time that Zach Gallon was on the mound. Remember so. when we said something stupid about Brandon Fott having the hardest matchup in that uh, in that one? Yeah, I mean, it anyway. wasn't stupid. It was yeah, true. It was but. true. But Brandon Fott came through <laughs> for us, you know, and that's what he does sometimes. So uh, a lot of interesting things to keep an eye on with this team, and of course, you can keep it locked right here to your friends at PHNXDBacks, and we'll get you covered on all of that stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Follow him on Twitter at Jesse N. Friedman. You can follow our producer, Damon Dog, at Damon, D-A-W-G, and you got to bark when you follow him. Uh, our show is at PHNX underscore DBacks, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys, of course, for joining us. We always appreciate your time. Uh, on behalf of these guys, we love you. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when Corbin Carroll is the rookie of the year.